Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If you take a step back and look at this situation, the Jets and Robert Sala and that staff made the decision to go there before they ever started to dive into these college quarterbacks. One of the reasons why, when they had their pick of job in the NFL, that they went to the Jets is because they saw something in Sam Darnold that they really liked. Just be very careful passing up on young quarterbacks in a short period of time when they had zero chance to show what what they were capable of. Be very careful with that. Is that is the reason I'm like, is that Dan Orlowski? All right, so I'm two oh, for yeah. three. But do you know how I know that's Dan Orlowski? How? Because every time you play a sound bite of Dan Orlowski, it sounds like he's going out of his way to defend himself. Like it sounds like that somebody had a problem with him on Twitter, and then he's got to defend himself and go on like these giant loud rants. Like that's how I think of my Dan Orlowski. So let's just say I'm not, I'm not hating on the dude. The guy's very knowledgeable. Um, you know, he, he breaks down a lot of film. I respect it. He's just, he's always in defense mode, man. It's awesome. All right, so let's finish this conversation real quick, Kuz. Alex Smith, backup quarterback. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this, as my co-host Brent Martineau always says. Let's put a bow on it. Because, listen, I don't want to be on the fence. Do you bring Alex Smith in, yes or no? And I've made points why you should, and I've made points why you shouldn't. And I'm going to the conversation, but I'm seeing a lot of great comments uh, coming on our ESPN 690 stream chat. Kuz, I say that right? Yeah, I guess that counts. That's good enough. Is that is that not what it's called? It just says chat. I see a lot of comments in the chat. Stream chat. In the chat. Well, okay. I'm looking at the video right now, man, and you got a sticker that says ESPN 690 stream chat. Right, right. Yeah, but you so can, can I call it the stream chat. You can, but like the cool people call it chat. So you call me not cool now. I'm just saying if you no, want if say you want to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, they call it chat. <laughs> so are you calling me a square right now? I'm not calling you a square. I'm just saying that's what the streamers say. Cuz we got Two more hours in the show. All right. I'm going to try to remain calm. Brent's coming in tomorrow to try to regulate everything a little better. All right. So I'm going to try to lock it in for two more hours. But I'll tell you right now, I'm at, I'm at about a six with okay. you. Okay. I'm at a six. Okay. All right. Because yeah. you got ESPN 690 stream chat. So then don't get upset with me when I read oh, it right <laughs> off the monitor, man. I'm not I'm not upset with you. I'm just saying. But normally, you call me a square. No, no, no. Normally, streamers will have a thing that says stream chat above it, but then they call it chat. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I, am I going on the show, hey, be sure to like and subscribe? No. We should be. Have I ever said that? But we should. But have I ever said that? No, but we so should. So am I a streamer? <laughs> well, you are. You've been streaming for two years. And it, it ain't my stream, though, is it? Who <laughs> stream is it? You're on the stream. I'm on the stream, but it ain't my stream, okay? My okay. stream would be different. That's so, fair. Back to the ESPN 690 stream chat. We're checking out the comments right now. Uh, we got Timmy Devil coming in. I'll pass on Alex Smith personally. Uh, what else we got here? Think about it. What? Think about it of what Smith did to Patrick Mahomes and quarterback Matt Hasselbeck. Okay, this is a good call. This is from Jaguars. Wait, Junior Jags Press. Think about what Alex Smith did for Patrick Mahomes and Matt Hasselbeck. He's not wrong here. And I understand that Patrick Mahomes is always the fallback on, well, you know, look what, what he had. And even Aaron Rodgers would be like, well, Aaron Rodgers had Brett Favre for a while. Like, Aaron Rodgers didn't come in right away and take over. He had time to learn a little bit. And I get what you're saying. But keep in mind how the whole Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes thing transpired. Alex Smith started a majority of Mahomes' rookie year. Now, he got some, you know, reps here or there. 
But the following season, if I'm not mistaken, they got Chad Henney. When Mahomes was a starter and Alex Smith, you know, went to bigger and better things, they got a guy by the name of Chad Henney. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Chad Henney was in Jacksonville. When who was the quarterback here? None other than the boat, Blake Bortles. So I guess this is kind of my point that I'm trying to get at here. I feel like if you're a good quarterback and you're a mature quarterback, a la Joe Burrow, who keep in mind, yeah, he had two you know, seasons of playing, but also he, you kind of got the sense when he got into the league, like he had a lot of experience. Justin Herbert, the same thing. Justin Herbert could have came out a year earlier, chose to stay, went an extra year in Oregon, comes out. Now he's got Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure, you know, how highly of a of a coveted quarterback Tyrod Taylor is. Now the doctor in Los Angeles punctures that lung, intentional or not, we may never know. But when it's Justin Herbert's time, he didn't anybody at the backup quarterback position. I don't even know who the backup quarterback was in L.A. behind uh, Tyrod Taylor when he was out. I honestly have no idea. And that didn't affect him at all either. So I think we have to ask yourself this question. Is Trevor Lawrence mature enough? Can he handle the workload? And to answer that question, I think it is yes. It's an unequivocally yes. Like, I think guys like Baker Mayfield, I'm trying to think of some other quarterbacks as well, who, you know, obviously Johnny Menzel, but like guys that maybe, you know, they're still young. I don't want to say immature because I, I hate that narrative, but guys that are just, they still have a lot to learn about the league. Let's say they're not as mature as some other guys. Well, then, yeah, maybe you need that backup quarterback to kind of show you the way a little bit. But every Trevor Lawrence interview that I watch, every Trevor Lawrence scouting report that I watch, I never see the phrase immature or, you know, um, lacks leadership, any of those types of things. Like what we need Trevor Lawrence to do now, obviously, is learn how to read defenses, right? Like, like any rookie quarterback. And that, to me, is where the coaches come in. That's where Urban Meyer comes in. To me, you need a great backup quarterback when you have a guy who's maybe a little mature, who's maybe a little timid, and you need to boost his confidence a little bit. Right? Like, I'm I'm convinced that, you know, I'm not sure about Tua Tungabayola yet. Right? He obviously had a rough rookie season. We shall see. But Ryan Fitzpatrick's a very highly coveted backup quarterback. And it seemed like Fitzpatrick couldn't get through to Tua. So every case is unique. And I'm not saying that Tua Tungabayola is immature or anything like that. I feel like he's actually a very mature quarterback. Right now, maybe the injury had something to do with it. Whatever the case may be, he didn't have a good first year. But I can sit here right now and say, I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence off the field. I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence and the workload being too big for him. All right? All I'm worried about with Trevor Lawrence is, how can he recognize defenses? Can he call it the cover one? The man coverage. Can he call it cover two, cover three? Can he call audibles and stuff like this? We'll find out. But that's where the quarter, uh, That's where the coach comes into play. So once again, to put a bow on this, I think that if I'm Alex Smith and I'm looking at the NFL right now, I think the Bears are definitely the intriguing team to me, depending what I want out of this. But I don't know too many quarterbacks out there who just say, you know what, it's my goal to be a backup quarterback. That's what I want to be. Now, Jameis Winston did that, but that was more, I think, out of necessity just because he wasn't getting a lot of looks at the starting quarterback spot. And obviously, what a better opportunity than, than to learn from Drew Brees and Sean Payton uh, in New Orleans. And you always kind of got the sense that if Drew Brees has done this year, maybe Jameis takes over for him. So there's there's a method to the madness. There's a plan for Jameis Winston. From Alex Smith's perspective, 
do you really just want to say, yeah, I want to be a backup quarterback? Or do you try to be a starter? I think anybody tries to be the starter, and I think he's got a pretty good shot in Chicago. At least he has a fighting chance, let's just say. Now, we'll see what the Chicago Bears do, because I'm not sold that Nagy's even uh, on, a, on a cold seat right now. I think I think Nagy is on a hot seat. I think the Bears have to win this year. Now, they went 8-8 eight and eight last year, but it was a quiet 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, it was an 8-8 eight and eight that wasn't good, let's just say. And if you know anything about Chicago and the way that ownership is ran and that front office is ran, there's tradition there. And they expect winning more than anything. Uh, I remember when Lovey Smith got fired after, like, I think he won 10 games, and they still canned him. Then obviously Mark Tressman after a rough season, we'll see you later, Mark Tressman. Then John Fox comes in, I think he has one or two years. Oh, we'll see you, John Fox. I think that Nagy right now is on a hot seat. And I'm not sure that if you risk it with Alex Smith or not, but I'm just saying they, they got to win games. So if that means that bringing in Alex Smith for some more quarterback competition to try to get the best guy out of that competition, then so be it. But if you're Alex Smith and you say, you know what, I can't start at any team in this league, the Jacksonville Jaguars have Urban Meyer. I know Urban Meyer very well. Then so be it. And who knows? Maybe we're not even sure if Alex Smith is going to keep on playing. Maybe he retires. Maybe Urban Meyer brings him in some kind of like coaching role, let's just say. Who knows? Alex Smith's been through a lot, everybody. All right? That guy's overcome odd after odd after odd. Maybe he's done. You know, maybe it's, it's time for him to hang it up. Who knows? But if that's the case then, and you want to bring him on the team as some kind of like I don't know, some kind of special uh, quarterback advisor because the Jaguars have like 100 titles this year. I'm all for that as well. Why not have an extra guy in the room to bounce ideas off of with no pressure of actually having him take your job? I'm all for that. I think Urban Meyer would be for that as well. So we'll see what happens on the Alex Smith front. But, you know, in conclusion, if the money's right, then so be it. But I think if we're talking 8, 8.5, you seriously got to consider it, knowing that you have other needs on this team and other pressing matters ahead. So we'll see what happens. And don't forget, and I understand everyone's off the Gardner Minshew train now. And rightfully so. It just seemed like a year ago, we were all, you know, picking him in our fantasy lineups and we're getting that free case of Budweiser, Bud Light that we were promised. And if you won it, what, what was the award if you won with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback? Was it a free, I think, a free but, year for well, the Well, you had to take Minshew in the first round. Okay, yeah. And what and was it? Th- I think it. I think it was free beer for the season. It was beer for the season or the year. Or the year. Well, season year, same yeah, yeah. same kind of thing. Well, but I mean, if it's season, I mean yeah. that would have been over by now. But yeah. Well, listen, we we've come a long ways from that, haven't we? I mean, it's just, it seems like yesterday we're talking about that. Yeah. And now we're talking about a guy who's kind of on an afterthought. You know, every once in a while he posts a crazy Instagram video or a Twitter video of him, you know, scooping up. Did you see the, the video of him doing the pre-workout stuff? That's like a big TikTok thing, like like okay. that's a big TikTok thing. Where was it? What? So what did he do in it? So there was two scoops. Yeah. Uh, of something. Now obviously he has his mullet, and yep. I think Motley Crue was playing in the background. Makes, very makes sense. Very very on brand for yeah. Gardner Minshew. Very. Okay. Very very on brand. Yeah. Um, couldn't tell. Didn't show what kind of powder he was taking. Well, yeah, it's not a sponsorship. Well, so, it's not a sponsorship. Yeah. But um, one could assume that it was some kind of pre-workout. And then I'm going to go out of my way and say it was probably some kind of branch chain amino acid. Okay. And he puts both those in his mouth. 
And then just, he chucks some just water. Just the powder? Just the powder. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Then he puts both of them in his mouth, and then he takes some water and, like, you know, kind of swishes it around a little bit. So. Swallows it, and then he starts to headbang. Yep. You know, with, with the rock music. Yep, there's a lot. That is, like, a huge trend on TikTok right now. Okay. Um, of kids that'll be, like, outside the gym, right? And they'll, they'll, so the other thing that they're supposed to, Minshew did the better way. Yeah. What kids are doing, and this is going to make you cringe, is they will get one of those, like, bang energy drinks. Sure. And they'll poke a hole at the bottom like they're going to shotgun it, take the pre-workout, pour it into the little hole that they just did. Smart. And then shotgun the whole thing, and then they, like, freak out and headbang and run into the gym. Yeah. I'm sure that's good for your heart. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the heart I, loves I, that. I mean, I get you're a kid and everything, <laughs> so you can get away with that kind of stuff, but you sort of turn my age, and you're... Your shotgunning bang energy drinks with branched amino acids. You're asking for the hospital. There visit. was there was a video where like a, a doctor responded to that and was like, as a doctor, yeah. I cannot re- recommend doing this. Yeah. However, if you do it, please Record take a it. video so we can see you're, you be an idiot. <laughs> this is like the whole Tide Pod thing all over again. Yeah. But the, the point that I'm trying to make here, Coos, is we celebrated Gardner Minshew, and now all of a sudden it's like he's not good enough. Now all of a sudden it's like, all right, we got to take care of Trevor Lawrence. Ron from Gardner Minshew. But here's the thing. I get the point and, and, and I get the narrative that you're bringing in Alex Smith because you want to teach Trevor Lawrence. Well, it, oh, And that's fine. But if you're trying to win ball games, like would you take Alex Smith over Gardner Minshew? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. When, yeah. you. when you mentioned uh, if Trevor Lawrence goes down for, for whatever reason, the Could, season's over. You better I, find some wooden yeah, not, it, knock it, 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 wood. We have listeners, man. Come I know, on. I know. Okay. But you were saying that, and, and and the first thing I thought was, does Minshew give you a better chance to win than Alex Smith? Like yeah. if, if, say, they're making a playoff push and, and like again, God forbid, Trevor Lawrence goes down. Yeah. Out of those two, who do you trust to make a move or a push or continue that push better? Listen, from what I saw last year, I mean, listen, Alex Smith went five and one. All right, so you, you can't deny that. Now, are the are the is the QB rating up to notch? Is the the, the touchdown interception ratio up to notch? No, but he found a way to win games, five and one. All right, so you can't deny that he gave that team a spark. At the same time, would he be worth the extra eight to nine, probably eight million dollars that you're gonna be paying him over Minshew? That I'm not sure. Because it's like I always say on this show, it's convenient when a backup quarterback can come in and win you ball games. But if for whatever reason your starting quarterback goes out, and let's say for an extended period of time, and once again I'm knocking on wood, there's very few quarterbacks in the NFL where if your starting quarterback goes out where their fans are like, oh, we're okay because we have so-and-so on deck. Right? Like even even in Detroit, who I think Chase Down is one of the best uh, backup quarterbacks in the league. He's one of the highest-paid backup quarterbacks in the league. Um, you know, he's been around for a while. He was in Kansas City with me. But even when Chase Daniel went in, like, okay, there's a sense that he can come in and win this game for the Lions. But can he lead this team, you know, to the playoffs and the Super Bowl? I'm not sure. I mean, we, we saw this with Nick Foles a little bit. But that was, you know, that was you had a couple of games left in the regular season. And the playoffs started. It's just, I don't know, Kuz. It's a, it's a slippery slope. Because I think that if Minshew or Alex Smith are here, and let's say that Lawrence goes out week two, week three, and we're, we're counting on Alex Smith or Gardner Minshew to lead us to the promised land, I don't think that's going to happen then. Okay? I don't, I don't think that's very realistic. So what you need out of a backup quarterback, like I always say, you need that spark. 
The classic example that I saw last year, well, actually two classic examples. It's when Ryan Fitzpatrick came in for Tua Tonga Viola, and it's when Marcus Mariota came in for Derek Carr after like he pulled the groin right off the bone, it seemed like. Those two guys provided the spark. Now, when they went in, were the, were the fan bases like, oh, whoa, here we go. Mariota's coming to take us to the Super Bowl. No. When Ryan Fitzpatrick went in, it's like, all right, well, here we go. Dolphins going to the Super Bowl now. Get ready. No. But you got the sense that, okay, well, here, here comes that spark. All right, these offenses are stagnant right now. Let's get a change of pace, and let's see what we can do. And they provided the spark. Now, sometimes that spark can grow to a flame, and it lasts two, three, sometimes four games. Sometimes you have Fitz magic, right? Sometimes that works. But like all flames, eventually, it usually dies out. So that's why I'm so evident in saying there's nothing wrong, in my opinion, of rolling with Minshew. Now, can he mentor Trevor Lawrence? Probably not. You know, maybe on, on mullets he can give him some advice. Maybe on music selections he can give him some advice. Maybe on RV road trips he can give him some advice. But once again, and I can't reiterate this enough, the reason why Urban Meyer came to Jacksonville in the first place, more importantly than anything, is because of Trevor Lawrence. So if he truly feels that Trevor Lawrence needs some help, needs an Alex Smith, then so be it. But I think that Urban Meyer is going to be so hands-on with Trevor Lawrence where that backup quarterback being experienced won't even matter. We're talking about the exact same guy for the pro day was standing literally five yards away from Trevor Lawrence. Wouldn't let him out of his sight. Literally staring him down the entire time. He was like a new kid getting a puppy. He was like a new kid getting a puppy. It was like me watching for my DoorDash to finally show up. Like, it says it's in the neighborhood. I'm looking out the window. I don't see you. That's what Urban Meyer was doing, right? Like, more importantly than anything is the quarterback position. And more importantly than anything is the fact that Urban Meyer is in Jacksonville because of Trevor Lawrence. So, listen, I'm going to trust Urban Meyer. I'm going to trust his best judgment. But I truly feel like the backup quarterback in terms of teaching Trevor Lawrence stuff I just think that Urban Meyer can do that. I think that if you really have a question for Minshew, he can answer it. And I think that Urban Meyer is going to have the environment cultivated to let Trevor Lawrence succeed. And let's not forget, a la Justin Herbert, a la Joe Burrow. If you're good, you don't need a guy to learn from because you go on day one and set the tempo. You say, hey, I appreciate this, but I got it. Hey, I might have a question here, 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 Minshew can answer me, but guess what? I got it. Because you know why? My freshman year, I was winning national championship games against Alabama. Okay? So I've seen a lot of stuff. I've had a lot of experience. So I'll learn as I go along. I'll have the help along the way. But do I really need the backup quarterback at $8 million, $9 million? I'm not so sure. When we come back in ESPN 690, we provided a little peek, a little look-see behind the curtain of what takes place at the NFL Combine. An interesting article on ESPN uh, on ESPN when we, talk, when we come back here on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. It's a, it's, there's three islands, and it can be very nice and lucrative, by the way. You could be a huge winner, but you could be a huge loser, too. You might not have a boat to get home. Austin Lane. Well, I like that, now. I love that analogy. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I've heard the rumors now. And I want to make sure that you understand that the city of New Orleans 
is a place for you and your beautiful family. I'm Latoya Cantrell, Mayor of the City of New Orleans, and I know, Mr. Wilson, that you will be a great addition to the New Orleans Saints. And more importantly, I can see us in that number winning that Super Bowl championship once again. And what else I can see? The Mrs. Sierra Wilson herself on that main stage during the historical Essence Festival. Just wanted to stop in to let you know that we not only admire you, we, we want you. Love you, man. Love Sierra. Love your beautiful family. The culture of the city of New Orleans awaits you. <laughs> oh, man. It is the quarterback carousel season. That would be the New Orleans mayor. I'm looking up her name real quick. I'm sorry. Please work with me for a second. Latoya Cantrell. Latoya Cantrell. Um, and it's set the scene a little bit too. Listen, one of the cooler mayors that I've ever seen uh, in a video, she's got like the... She has like the whole Mardi Gras theme going on. She had an umbrella she was twirling and stuff. Really trying to go above and beyond to get Russell Wilson in the city of New Orleans. Now, Coos, is it New Orleans or is it New Orleans? Because she she, she pronounced said New it, Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. I thought. No, no, hold on. Let me see if I can find. Yeah, it. because we we, we got to square this away right now. Because the way I was always. And your beautiful family. I'm Latoya Cantrell, mayor of the city of New Orleans. And no, see, she said New Orleans there. New Orleans. But go in, the, go in the beginning. She says New Orleans. I've heard the rumors now. Here it comes. I want to make sure that you understand that the city of New Orleans is a place well, for maybe you not. Right. and your beautiful family. I'm Latoya no, Cantrell, go, go, go mayor to the beginning, of the city Coos. of New Orleans. Okay, maybe she just said New Orleans. I thought you said New Orleans like I in the very beginning. I heard it beginning. a different way when we first listened. I don't know. This is like the whole the the viral video where it's like there's the two Ganny things. Or Laurel yeah, or whatever. Laurel. It's New Orleans, right? We're not saying New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Just like Louisville. Biggest thing I learned about New Orleans in Kentucky because we had a bunch of guys from Louisville. I used to call it Louisville because I'm from Wisconsin. Louisville. That's what we do. L Louisville. Well, because we call it Louisville Sluggers, right? Louisville. Yeah. At least where I come from, we call it Louisville Sluggers. So I just assumed that when I'm in Kentucky and we got a bunch of Louisville players, you call it, they're saying from Louisville. And no, you have to drop the I. Well, there's an I in it. No, got to drop the I. Okay. okay. So I learned a lot about that. So it is New Orleans. Needless to say, how do you think Drew Brees feels about this? Because Drew Brees hasn't announced his retirement yet. Well, no awkward. We, we talked about this kind of off the mic last week on Friday. I think I said it to you. I was just like. I feel like, I thought Breeze already retired. No, I guess everyone no. just assumed he did. Well, no, for sure. And listen, if you've been following Drew Breeze lately, that fool's outside. He's doing like sled pushes and stuff. Like it seems like he's trying to make a comeback. He's trying again. to come back. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the video right here. This is brought to you by BR Gridiron or Beach Report Gridiron. Yeah, this guy is pushing. You know, like the, the sled that you with the two poles. Mm -hmm. He's doing the sled push. No, he's got. 245s on, that's about it. And, you know, okay. you do. You're a quarterback. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, you're a quarterback, but, you know, I feel like my wife can do that. I'm just but saying. I would bring that, bring that up a little. I'm just saying, but, okay. uh, He's going uphill a little bit, too, so props to Drew Brees. Once again, you're, you're not Taysom Hill, so I'm not going to hate you too much for it. But, like, watching this workout right here, Kuz, it looks like he's trying, trying to play to this back. year. Yeah. I mean, this is a workout. But didn't he have, like, a contract for, like, TV? I think he had offered something, but it's I not it's not for it. sure. Like, but I'm yeah. just saying, if you see a guy doing sled pushes like this, two things happen. 
Midlife crisis. Well, he's past the the point of midlife crisis. The guy's done it all. He's got a great family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fine there. Or you're planning some kind of comeback. And that's what I gauge from this workout. Now, it begs the question. Obviously, if you're a Saints fan, you take Russell Wilson over Drew Brees any day of the week. Well, with, with all due respect to Drew Brees, for what he's done for that city, the records, all that stuff. But Russell Wilson obviously has a little left in the tank. And we're reminded of what Drew Brees left us with, you know, his final game of the season. I wonder what, <laughs> where does this go? Because it's kind of an awkward situation. Like, if I'm the, the Saints organization, if, if I'm the Saints brass, no pun intended, because it's, you know, New Orleans, with, you know, the music. <laughs> like, and, 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 I don't know. Like, I see this video, and I'm just like, Drew, you, you gave us enough, buddy. Hey, we're all set here. Like, I guess what I'm trying to get at. Do you Your think lungs that, were punctured. Yeah, that's a good point. He'd had punctured lungs. I guess what I'm trying to get at is, do you think the Saints are wanting him to come back? Okay, because, I don't know, I just felt like the way that he walked off the field, and I get it, there wasn't a full crowd there, that means something, I understand all that stuff, but like the way that he left, it felt like that was the last time. Now, it wasn't on the best of terms, but let's be honest, quarterbacks in the NFL, they don't always go out on top in terms of winning a Super Bowl or even going to the Super Bowl. Now, Tom Brady is the is the outlier here. I'm sure Tom Brady's got another three left in the tank before he hangs it up in terms of Super Bowl wins because that's all the guy seems to do. But with Drew Brees, like, I got the sense when he walked off the field that that was it for him. But now, like, I'm seeing this video, and I get it, and people are saying, oh, dude, it's one video. I understand it. But make no mistake about it. If When I'm done fighting, and who knows when that's going to be, and when my athletic career is done, well, I'll still be skateboarding, all that good stuff. But you will never see me do a sled push again after my MMA career. All right? It's going to be straight yoga. It's going to be straight, I don't know. Pilates? Pilates? I, Too much? Yeah, I, I might pull something. What about the uh, the water aerobics? Dude, I'll crush a water aerobics <laughs> Yeah, circuit. there you go. Don't even get me started in water. No, the whole swimming thing, not necessarily. You know, like I have to wear like the, the buoys or like the, the floaties. Okay. I mean, I can swim. I just, you know, it's not one of my favorite things it's to do. It's easier there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I can think of a better way to spend a day than swimming. Oh, just see, saying. I love swimming. For what? Everything. Why? It's great. Yeah. You know, nah. We're all like, good. Like, I remember when our, our school made us do the 20-minute tread water thing. Yeah. I was like, can we do well, it for, like, 40 minutes? Like, I just want to chill in the water here. Like. All right, listen. Since... And I'm going to tell you a secret real quick because no one's listening right now. The reason I don't like swimming that much is because the chlorine gets in my hair and it dries it out, and then it's, uh. it's, it's, it's a pain to deal with. So if that's me sounding a little extra, I what apologize. <laughs> All right. Could I, could, I, could I sound any extra right now? No, I, said, okay. I don't that like to go sense. swimming because it dries the, the crap out of my hair. So Just go in it. the ocean. You know, sharks and stuff, though, right? Yeah, well. we, we've been over this. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I don't do oceans that much, okay? What now, about like a salt pool? Salt pools are cool. Or like a, a, a river. Oh, dude, I mean, hey, we're looking for lakes. Dude, what a suffice. Let's go swimming in rivers. Well, I, did, like, like, I was thinking like Swanee River. I was thinking Swanee River. That's like why the St. John's? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Saint, well, no, well, wrong, maybe bro. not St. John's. Um, no, like any lake, yeah. I'll crush, man. I, I grew up on lakes and everything, okay. like, you know, jet skiing, water skiing, all that stuff. Uh, but oceans are a different story. Okay. Just to say the least. What, what about you? You more of a lake? You more of a freshwater guy? So oh, it doesn't matter. Chlorine? Ocean. Chlorine, uh, too? I want, I, yeah, I'm fine with chlorine. Yeah, do you, you like that smell and everything? I mean, I'm not the biggest fan, but like I was on the swim team, so like I'm used Flex? to it. Flex? 
I don't think I knew that. Did you, yeah. Have you showed that before? Uh, uh, I think so. Okay. But like your your hair would like turn gross colors because of the chlorine. Sure. What was your specialty? Uh, if I remember correct, butterfly was my strongest. That's the one where you um, took a good arm workout, right? Uh, and body, like you have to yeah. like almost like kick like well, like a mermaid again. type. Yeah. Yeah, flexing. I got yeah, you. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. It, it I got most improved because. Uh, I like, <laughs> like when I got there, I pretty much couldn't swim, and then by the end, I was, I was cooking along. So okay, right on. Did you ever? Did you win a lot or? I have like. <laughs> I mean, let's so, be honest, dude. You kind of have the frame to be a swimmer. Like I, you're kind of tall and lean. Yeah, I, well, I did okay. okay. So like they had tiers, you know, like yeah. A, B, and C. And I, if I remember correct, I was in B, so I wasn't ever able to get to A. Yeah. And I would get like second and third and first in those but i do have like my mom kept all my uh trophies yeah, yeah. and stuff and i guess they just gave out like banners for everything so i have some from when i first started that i came in like 24th <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah, i honestly hey. wish you hadn't given me that hey, no it's all good man recognize it, it's crazy though because like you think of swimmers and they're a certain body type well like i just said i mean you know you're tall and lean like i can see you being a swimmer yeah right like, if i probably weighed a little less i probably had like the swimmer's body but like it's crazy how and they should do like a sports science on this. Like I feel like every like competitive swimmer that's like really good, they have like the long wingspans, you know, and they have yeah. like you know the, the 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 traps and the whatever these are called. I'm messing it all up. What are lats? Well, thank you very much. Oh, I got it. On them, man. They have like ridiculous lats. And now obviously you're in the pool a lot, but like I wonder all that motion, like if it elongates your body at all. Am I might because maybe. I feel like all swimmers are long and, and lanky. Maybe that or those are just the ones that we see because they're, that body frame and True. shape makes them better or potentially better. I guess so, yeah. But it's, it's like gymnasts as well. Like very rarely do you ever see like a really – especially like a – you know, in, in the female side, do you ever see like a really super tall gymnast? No, they're usually they're, they're all pretty short. And someone once told me that's because like all the tumbling that they do, it actually stuns their growth. You believe that or is that they're really lying to me? I don't know. I mean I know nothing think. about like how growth plates work. So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The YMCA, they got a, a kids program in, in gymnastics. I'm thinking about getting Ronan in that. Oh, yeah? It, it, if I could go back and do it all over again in terms of, like, my sports prowess, I probably would have taken gymnastics. Well, because really you get would've. so strong from it, right? Well, like, you know, for sure, dude. I mean, core strength, hip mobility, foot strength. Yeah, it's every hand strength. It's everything. And, like, I'm reminded of, um, so Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul was a guy uh, in my draft class out of University of South Florida. Now, to set the stage really quick, um, the year prior to Jason Pierre-Paul going to South Florida, there's a guy by the name of George Selvey, who I'm very good friends with, a, a former teammate um, and former training partner. But um, with George Selvey, he was slated to go, I want to say, in the first round of his junior year and chose to come back to South Florida for his senior year. Well, in doing that, a guy by the name of Jason Pierre-Paul shows up. And all of a sudden, it's like all the hype. And Selby doesn't get drafted, I believe, to the sixth round. He goes to the Rams. And Jason Pierre-Paul goes the first round. Now, yes, Jason Pierre, and I've said next to him many times, he's got crazy length. He's got crazy size. But a fun fact about Jason Pierre-Paul and what really got him on the map, and this is before, like, memes were a thing, Kuz. This is before even, like, really YouTube highlights on Twitter were a thing. But I remember watching this video of this dude doing backflips. And I guess he had like a little bit of a gymnastics background or whatever the case may be. But this guy could do like, I think it was 15 or 17 back handsprings, like back to back to back, just nonstop. And he's going around the field. 
Now, you, 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 you sit here and you listen to that, and it's like, well, who cares? Well, apparently NFL scouts cared. Apparently, you know, general managers cared because, like, it showed off his athleticism. It showed off his mobility, his flexibility. And when, you, when you're a pass rusher and you're in the sport of hip bends and all this stuff, it means something. So, like, I meet Jason Pierre-Paul when we're in Indianapolis at the Combine. And, like, he stands next to me, and immediately I, I notice, like, okay, well, you have a freakishly uh, crazy wingspan. But then I'm looking at his height and his size. I'm like, dude, how the hell can you do, like, 17 or 18 back hamstrings back to back? He's like, oh, I just practiced as a kid. You know, I just grew up doing it with gymnastics, and it always kind of stuck with me. Like, I remember hearing that thinking, like, dude, I can't even, like, sleep on my stomach without, like, having the worst back pains the next morning. Right. And this dude's doing, like, back hamstrings. But needless to say, you know, 11 years later, dude's still in the league. Dude just won a Super Bowl. And granted, he blew off his hand with some fireworks, but he's still doing the dang thing. Like, he's still in the league. And I think a lot of that has to do with, like I said, the gymnastics background, the mobility, the flexibility. That all comes into play. So listen, parents out there that, that, that want to raise the next, you know, NFL stud or, or um, athletic, you know, scholarship recipient, I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids, but I'm just going to say when, when they're super young, I don't think gymnastics is the worst thing to have them do. I think it's fun. I think it teaches them to, to grow into their body a little bit. So instead of like getting little Johnny or little Jimmy in that squat rack for, you know, with 305 pounds on their back when they're six or seven years old, let them do some gymnastics, man. Let them do some tumbling. Let them, let them move that body around a little bit and get used to it because they're growing. That'd be my advice to parents out there. But hey, do what you want. When we come back in ESPN 690, I'm going to start taking behind the scenes of the combine a little bit. Mike Tannenbaum put out a great article. Why do NFL combine participants wear suits to the meeting? I always laughed at that. Should I be laughing about it? What are all these questions, these crazy questions, what do they all mean? And what do scouts actually look for when they put you on the board and tell you to drop some plays? We'll discuss that next here on ESPN 690. Welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane, my co-host Brett Martineau on a little vacay, enjoying his time off with the lovely weather. But thankfully I got Coos having my back, pushing all the right buttons, trying to keep me on track as much as possible. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, in, in the news, we've we got to talk about the breaking stories and everything like that. And I started off talking about my weekend, and it was a great weekend. But, um, you know, there, there is a little bit of, of somber news, uh, to say the least, and, and a little bit of sad news that uh, involving Lewis Nix, um, who, who passed, well, who's, you know, who's found deceased uh, Saturday night um, in a pond kind of by his house in his vehicle. Now, you know, I had the opportunity, or I could have reached out to, you know, Ben Beck, who does a fantastic job. He's been reporting on this the entire week. Um, you know, his his mom reached out Friday, uh, and having not heard from her son, worried. Um, you know, they 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 put out the 
uh, you know, his car make and model and all that stuff and said, if you've seen this, you know, keep the heads up or anything like that. So it seemed like this weekend was about, you know, staying up to date of like, well, whatever became of it, what happened. And then um, Saturday night, you got the, the worst conclusion possible um, that, you know, uh, Lewis Nix uh, passed away. Now, as far as the details are concerned, um, you know, there, there's some speculations out there. I'm not going to talk about any of it. Uh, until I, you know, see certain people report it um, and confirm it, so I'm not even going to bring anything to to that light. Um, and like I said, I, I really didn't want anybody to come on and, and discuss the matter per se, not from my, really my own selfish needs, but the story's out there for everybody to read. Okay, and and, and the reason why I'm so hesitant about talking about it a lot is because i had the the opportunity to interact with lewis a couple of times we um we used to train together in the off season when, when i was retired and pursuing an mma career and he i think he was coming off of a knee injury um we found ourselves at the same uh place of training you know to get ready in the off season and things like that and granted my workouts were different than his workouts but we always finished off with a cool down and a stretch together and uh, I saw a guy by the name of Reggie Northrup today, uh, who's also an MMA fighter, but former football player, uh, went to First Coast, spent some time at the Los Angeles Rams, went to Florida State um, collegiately, but he also trained with all of us. And I saw Reggie today, and, you know, Reggie asked me, like, dude, did you hear about Big Big Lou? And I'm like, yeah, it's just um, you kind of had a loss for words. And all I'm going to say about Lewis Nix the third. I've knew him for about two weeks. Right now, he was never my teammate. Um, I didn't necessarily know him personally, but I will say this about him: uh, the dude always had a smile on his face. And there's there's some guys in this business. When I say business, I mean the game of football, where you talk to them and they speak about the future, and it's like, man, I, I'm worried about this guy. You know, like, this guy needs football. If he doesn't have football, what is he going to do? And Lewis was always that guy that seemed like he had it all together. You know, he was a guy who uh, would make the light of any situation, and I say this all the time. Like, you need those guys in your life, especially when you're going through hard workouts. Like, you need the guy to lighten things up, uh, crack jokes, make everybody laugh. And, you know, whether it was in our stretching group or whether it was me watching the, the, the NFL guys work out, like I always got the sense uh, that Lewis was that guy. And that was only in a couple of weeks of actually knowing the dude, you know. But I, I remember when I would leave the gym of talking to him, I always got the sense that, man, you know, if, if his injuries become too much and he's got to walk away from the game of football, uh, that dude's going to be okay because he's got a great energy um you just got the sense that everything was going to be cool. And then, you know, the story comes out, uh, and now we're here. So uh, that's basically all I got to say about that. Um, obviously, as the story continues to develop, we'll do our best to keep everybody up to date. Um, you know, for, for more details, I encourage everybody, to, you know, to, to follow Action News Jacks. They've been really great with keeping everybody up to date with it. Um, but in the meantime, Nothing but positive thoughts and 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 vibes go out to his family, um, his mother, um, yeah, and, and that's pretty much it. Um, 
on that standpoint. Sorry, everybody. But, uh, Kuz, let's go ahead and go to break, man. Let's go ahead and reset. Um, when we come back, we'll start talking about the combine a little bit, get a peek behind the curtain. Mike Tannenbaum had a very interesting article come out about what exactly scouts looking for at the combine. We'll go over that. A bunch of, a lot more stuff. Actually, breaking news in the NBA as well. So we'll get to that uh, in a little bit here. More on ESPN 690. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.